Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is episode 36 with Barry Nicolaou. I am so happy that you're here and thank you for joining my show, Your Coach, Helen Yuskovic. I am on a worldwide mission to help people get confident in putting themselves first because I used to put myself second my whole life and because of that I experienced every unhealthy relationship possible. An unhealthy relationship with myself, my health, my wealth, my intimate relationships, my family, my friends and my career. I'm now living in an abundance that I used to just dream about. So I want to pave the way for you too. It's time, guys. It's time that you live in the life of your dreams as well. So let's take a step towards that right now. P.S. Subscribe to my podcast on your app now so that you always tune in to my new episodes. Today is such a big episode, guys. I have my friend Barry Nicolau here, and we are going to talk everything career and purpose and getting what you want out of life. Some of the things that we're going to talk about today are how Barry stayed in tune with the universe to uncover his purpose. This is such a cool story, and I can't wait for you to hear it. We'll also talk about how to turn frustration into gratitude when people let you down. I really loved this point. We'll also talk about why solitude will help you understand who you are, especially if you have that crisis in identity at the moment, or especially if you're feeling unfulfilled. We'll also talk about how to distinguish healthy fear from unhealthy fear and what to do about it. When I learned that we don't have a barometer for fear, this blew my mind. We'll also talk about why a relationship struggles when values change. I didn't even know that values could change, but they do. Now all of my past relationships make sense why they failed. <laughs> we'll also chat about how big corporations now have a social responsibility for well-being thanks to this COVID era. We'll talk about why there is a shift to employees' well-being. I love this shift 
finally, we'll also talk about a five-step system that will help you get what you want in life. And Barry so graciously runs through this system so beautifully and it is going to be the clincher for today. There is so much more underway. So if you're driving, turn it up. And if you're at home, make a tea and enjoy the show. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Barry. Beginning at Echo Shoes in 2002, Barry climbed the ranks from a casual sales assistant to corporate trainer within five years. After this, Barry became a nationally recognized corporate training and assessment officer in 2010. He also founded and launched footwear industry-focused B2B Portal Shoe Circle in 2014 as a bridge for suppliers and retailers to meet and purchase product. However, after a life-changing event at a local cemetery, Barry uncovered a deep passion for purposeful living. Since then, Barry has the unique ability to speak from the heart and does so while presenting keynote addresses surrounding the ethos behind his book, The 11 Master Secrets of Business Success and Personal Fulfillment at upcoming trade fairs and corporations across the country. Barry is a fierce advocate of well-being to be able to chase down life's sought-after moments. His ability to unlock and define corporate inspiration, purpose, gratitude, and drive is what led him to his number one best-selling book, The 11 Master Secrets to Business Success and Personal Fulfillment. And that was in 2015. Barry's national talks, keynote addresses, webinar presentations, workshops, they all work to deconstruct the untapped power of subconscious thought and the science of creative visualization. He focuses on the deconstruction of mindset blocks, which surround cognitive fear, old wired subconscious paradigms, inherited thinking, and their connection to real-world managerial expectations and experiences. Is there anything that this guy can't do? Barry, welcome to the show. Helen, thank you for having me. That was a hell of an introduction. (laughs) That is you. How does it feel when you hear that back? Surreal. Um, You know, it's funny. You go through these moments in life, right? But, But to quantify that way really opens up what you have done and what you have been through and I guess most importantly the challenges that you've overcome. It's so amazing. Before we dive into this episode today I just need to ask you how many hours of sleep you got last night? Listen my wife is worse off than I am to be completely honest. I got six and I think Lana got four. Do you want to tell everybody why? <laughs> Her name is Harmony and uh, she, she, she's anything but right now. She's not giving us any Harmony at all. Uh, so we're hoping that the name eventually uh, progresses to what she'll be like by nature. How old is she now? <laughs> she, she was born on the 8th of July, which is cool because we, we share the same birthday month. Um, but she's three and a half months now. So, Aww. yeah. She's a super cutie. That's your second so, child, right? Yeah, we've got a three-year-old and a three-and-a-half-month-old. So uh, not a lot of time at our place to do much else <laughs> these days. Well, thank you for <laughs> taking the time out for today. So let's dive straight in. Absolutely. Can you please run through 
your career and how it has unfolded to where it is now. You've gone everywhere. You know, if I could sum it up, I'm finally listening to myself. And I think that is a journey. At the beginning of my career, I was a shoe salesman um, and did really well at that because I find that I found that relating to people was something that I had as a natural gift and talent. And I think we should all uncover what we can do really well naturally. Mm. Um, And then I did that, did really well financially, did really well, but there was a gap in me that was feeling that at that age of maturity in my, in my early to mid twenties, didn't really understand what fulfillment was, whether it was sought after, whether it was something that um, I really needed. So it was all about the money. It was all about the success and it was all about the material possessions that come from that. Um, And then um, from that built shoe circle, as you mentioned in your intro, Helen, and then from that success still had this gap in me, this hole that I didn't quite know how to fill. And that's when the epiphany happened in 2015 um, at a graveyard more, uh, you know, you'd think epiphanies happening. What happened at this graveyard? People are going to think I'm strange, but I've moved past caring what people think of this particular scenario in my life. Well, I was just walking amongst these graves being early for an appointment. I sensed this hole in my heart that I didn't quite know how to fill. And, you know, Helen, I'm not sure if you're the same, but I get quite reflective about my life when I feel that there's something missing. All the time. Yeah, right. So you kind of just, you need time in solitude. So that time in solitude for me at a cemetery, um, I kind of heard three words uh, that were subconsciously, I don't know, given to me. And I didn't quite know what to take. I didn't know how to take that. I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know if the dead were speaking. I didn't know if divine (laughs) was communicating. I'm like, am I going nuts here? What's going on? But it's interesting at the moments where you're truly lost and truly need guidance. That's when I believe the other side steps up and gives you your next right move. So I knew that I wanted to inspire and I knew that I loved people and I wanted to be on stage. I want to be on stage helping people discover their truth because I believe that's part of my purpose. So I thought, how do you do it? And the book was the easiest way. I'm like, if I write a book, if I become an author, that's an avenue. So for the next 12 months, every morning between 5 a.m. and 6 a.m., I just wrote, like, furiously. Can I ask a question? Of course. What were the three words that you heard at the cemetery? I thought you would ask me that. Um, The three words were live your life. Not revolutionary words. That's what you needed to hear at that time. Yeah, but do you know, like the penny takes a while to drop with me sometimes. I, I kind of more or less got frustrated with that because I thought I was living my life. And then I went to bed that night and here's part two of that story if you want to take it there. I had a dream and the word your was um, burning, was highlighted in my head, like live, live your life. And that's when the penny dropped. It's like, don't live somebody else's life. Don't live the shoe people that you admire. Don't, don't live the business people that you admire. Don't live. I mean, it's great to look at these people and go, wow, what success have they had? And this is just great. But unless you're true to who you are 
and your inner calling, I've discovered that life becomes exceedingly frustrated and you get to the end of your life and, and then you ask the question is, you know, what if my life was wrong? What if I pursued the wrong things? And I didn't want that regret. So I took those three words on very, very seriously after that dream. So good. And, uh, ever since then, I've, I've, I've been guided to the next right person, to the next right move, to the next right website, to the next right understanding of who I am. And if we can follow that intuition, Helen, the world ends up showing you what your next right move is. The alternative is fighting the process each step of the way and getting frustrated when things don't work out. You know, the, my biggest problem today, Helen, I'll be honest with you, is uh, for me is I do what I say and I say what I do. I'm always, if I say I'm going to show up for someone, I always do it because it's a sign of respect. But lately I've had a lot of people, especially with the new website that have offered to help me and they haven't shown up or they haven't said what they were going to do. For me, I look at it and that used to frustrate me. But now I look at it as they're just not part of the journey because there's a lot of, without putting a, a horrible tone to it, it, there's a lot of cheap seats in the stadium and there's a reason for it. It's because people have great opinions about what you should be doing with your life, but you're the one in the box seat. You're the one with your hands on the wheel. The person you've got to listen to is you. And, and the way to do that is to get into solitude and go, who am I? Not I'm Barry Nicolay, I'm a father of two kids, I live in West Bennett Hills or whatever, whatever, whatever. That's not who I am. Who are you as a person? And unless you can firstly identify that first and foremost, then the rest is pe it's pleasing other people. And, and I'm sorry, for me, I got to a level where I'm finally listening to me and it feels right. And if you can do that, then the next right move, it's like you're working in tandem with the universe. You're not working against the universe. It's yeah. like sometimes people have a crisis in identity. And that's, that's spot on. Usually when your purpose and your fulfillment start getting a bit cloudy or like you, they start unfolding because you're at that point where you're like, no, I know there's more. Let's chat about this COVID era. Um, and mindset, what are you seeing now, Barry? What are you seeing and what are you experiencing with people now? So there's a few different areas here. Corporations are spending a lot of, they're investing in wellness and well-being. The employee who works for the corporation is, is going through a lot of struggle if they work from home because there's no structure at home than there, than there was at work. So I think there's a lot of... Um, gray area between if you can keep your structure at home if you don't have structure at home at work and you've got kids running around and you've got meals to make for dinner a lot of the I guess the uh, fulfillment and the challenge of the job gets blurred and I think a lot of frustration is coming from that blurriness now out of work in our personal lives I think that we've got to really make a clear distinction between the fear of the pandemic and the pandemic itself I think you can have a healthy fear for something and make the right moves into what you feel is aligned. But we don't have a barometer within us that tells us when fear becomes unhealthy. We don't have that. So it's up to us to make a, an educated decision on, okay, this is now getting to the unhealthy mind uh, portion of what I'm fearing. So I've got to put a stop to this. And I'm not saying that you don't, uh, know what's going on in the world but you control what you can control 
and you leave alone what you can't control. We can't control the pandemic. We can control how we react to the pandemic. Yes. And the most important thing I want to really get out there, Helen, is this. The pandemic, post-pandemic and pre-pandemic, just put that aside for a minute. What matters most is how you react to the scenarios that come into your life. The pandemic's the most recent one. So it's your reaction. It's how you feel about the pandemic and then how you live the rest of your life based on how you feel that matters rather than basing your life on a news cycle. And for us, we know what the numbers are, but we don't dwell on it. We know what, what's happening in the US right now. We get our bullet points of news and then we move on with what we can control. And I believe that if we can adopt that sort of mindset, then we're in a position to change what we can change and leave alone what we can't change, if that makes sense. Makes a, a whole lot of sense. And remembering your values, you know, who are you? And what is it that really, really drives you? Which leads me on to my next question. Yeah. Why are values important? What is a value? Because I've actually been having this discussion with a lot of people lately, especially mm -hmm. people that are in relationships that they don't want to be mm. in. And I bring mm. up the conversation of what are your values like? Do they align? Mm. Mm. The topic of values has been coming up a lot lately. Can you expand on that? I think there's a distinction that needs to be made. Uh, bringing value to, say, a professional environment is different than having values in your personal relationships. And I think I need to make the clear distinction. So having values in a relationship scenario means that you're with someone that has a shared focus on how you want to live your future. Okay, so that makes sense. Now, here's the tricky part. People's values change in and out of a relationship. That's interesting. Yeah, they change. And it's interesting with, with uh, the people that I coach personally, the power of any relationship, the power lies with the person that cares the least, not with the person that cares the most. The power also always lies with the person that doesn't care as much. So if you and someone were in a relationship, Helen, and you had shared values five years down the track, he had different values to you and he, say, didn't care as much, he would have the power. You would be trying to make it work. He would be like, eh, in a way, I don't really care if this works or it doesn't work. The power lies with him. So his values somewhere along the line change. Your values have not. So then it's up to you to find the person that best aligns with those values today if you want to move on from this person. Does that make mm. sense? So I think values can change, especially through a pandemic. People's values have now changed. And the other thing I'm finding in my research is people are now valuing wellness and well-being. They're actually putting a focus on it. Hallelujah. Mm. I'm not sure if that answers your question or not, but I do believe that bringing value to a professional relationship like a company, like what we're doing right now, it's all about your experiences, your education and your skill set coming together and being of service and being of value to a particular company or corporation. And for us, bringing value to the table is probably the new buzzword for 2020, 2021, because I think that people don't employ or people don't befriend people that, that don't have a set of values or don't have value. Value is such a strong word to be using, huge. Mm. Barry, it's time for a curveball. Are you ready to play? No. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, what is something interesting about you or maybe something that people don't know? My most weirdest trait is when I help my wife hang the clothes on the line, I have to have the same colour pegs. 
<laughs> for the same garment. Does that does that sound really kind of OCD? OCD? Yes, absolutely OCD. <laughs> That's probably a weird thing. Lana's like, do you just put any peg? I'm like, they dry better when there's two whites and two blues and two yellows. They dry much faster. So she falls on the ground laughing. And I'm like, you don't understand the maths. That's okay. No worries. What about with the fridge? Are you like that with lining things up? No, fridge is anyone's territory. They can, they, I can hunt around in there for what I need. During this COVID era, are you going into corporations at the moment and doing seminars in there now because people are at home? So. No, so we've aligned ourselves with a purely online environment so far. So we've had a, a scenario where there's approximately 60% of the businesses that we look after that have work from home staff and slowly wake, making their way back to the office. But what, what COVID has uncovered is that as companies have sent their staff home, they're also embracing a hybrid model where our professional worlds and our personal worlds are, are kind of crashing together. And, and what we do is, you know, through Zoom and other platforms is we get together with uh, corporations and we have a, one of our products is a weekly webinar, the 25 weeks of inspiration, right? And what we do is every, one, one, one day a week for 25 weeks, we discuss one particular mindset theme in wellness and in well-being. And we ask our employees, to, uh, we ask our staff, especially the staff that are working from home, to give us their scenario and what's happening in their lives based on the PDF that we've just presented. So we're getting some feedback from uh, staff that are working from home and corporate staff that help them engage in their work a lot easier and a lot more passionately. And I think this is the big thing for corporations now, Helen. We, corporations now have a social responsibility. It's not just about come to work, we'll pay you your money and you go home. There is this uh, culture shift that is really being exposed right now. And if companies have employees and if the employees don't feel that there's alignment and there are so many companies out there, like we've actually rejected three companies last week that want to work with me. I've said, listen, our values don't align. And they're a big company, you're talking 6,000 employees. And I'm, I'm sitting there going, crap, this is a lot of potential income. But then I think to myself, but I know that all they care about is profit and well-being is a side conversation. It is not how we do things. And I know I would take their money and in three months time or in six months time or in a year's time, I'd have no impact because it'll be just like something. It's like a token gesture. So we work with organizations that actually want to instill a sense of well-being within their business. Why is well-being important in business? First and foremost, we're human beings. We're not employees. Employees is a, is a title that we kind of, it's our professional title, right? It's how we get paid. Um, but well-being is a new term. Well, it's not really a new term. Buzzword. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a sense of being physically fit, psychologically fit, uh, having the right people around you, and also being in a scenario where we can assist others that are also going through more than what we're going through. So you cannot possibly help someone else if you're not in a state of mind where you can be in a state of well-being yourself. So for us, that's, that's our biggest why, is to be able to help others help themselves and create a, a culture of synergy and well-being within an organisation. And funny, Helen, if the leaders, if the leaders don't align with well-being or if they think it's just a fluffy subject then they're, they're not they're, they're not the right people that should be leading other people mm. if that makes sense because it's just 
you just become very uh, blind to the uh, needs, the psychological needs of the employee that's working from home or the employee that is transitioning back to a workplace. I love the whole shift that's happening with that. But Barry, it's time for your next curveball. Are you ready to play? Mm, Not really. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Barry, what is your biggest health tip that you can pass on to us? Meditation. Uh Aha. So you meditate? Absolutely. Oh, well, these days, not as often as I would like because I'm really valuing sleep. But absolutely, if I want to clear my mind, for me, it's meditation and getting into the theta state. Uh, for those out there that know the different brain waves uh, that help meditation, for me, if I get into a theta state, probably within about 15 to 20 minutes of meditation, then I can start to rewire the wires in my head to what's possible for me. And then those scenarios end up popping up. And to people, they think you get lucky. And it's not, it's intentional. It's intentional creation. It is not happy-go-lucky, random events. For me, everything is purposeful. Everything is there to teach you something. So if you're going through hell right now, to the people listening, there is, there is a lesson that you need to be applying that is in your face right now. And I had the conversation with Lana last night. You know, having, having our children a bit later in life, like I'm 42, so is Lana. And we've got a three-month-old at 42. And I said, what is this trying to teach us? And Lana said, it's teaching us to slow down. I said, but no, 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 no. I said, we can't slow down. We've got to go faster. We've got to, this is the time to really go faster. It's not time to slow down. But if you listen to the wisdom of life, as opposed to your own ego, then you start to realize that life doesn't make mistakes. You just got to listen and you got to listen to the whisper. It doesn't shout at you. It whispers. It's saying, Barry, slow down, be with your children. Yes. And um, that's that's the key for me. Everything will get done. I think it's just something that seekers, mm. high achievers have in mm. their blood where they just have to keep going, keep achieving something else, keep moving forward. Mm. But mm. Mm. You, you've got the rest of your life to get things done, you know. And- well, you hope so. <laughs> And we sometimes put so much pressure on ourselves. One of my coaches said to me, Helen, you've done a lot. And I'm like, have Mm. I? You know, and sometimes Mm. you don't sit there and realize, just like your bio intro today, Mm. where Mm. I just Mm. read it out to you and you're like, wow, I've done a lot. You really don't realize how much you've gone through. Can you talk about the values and mindset that can help us through this pandemic era? Because we have no idea what's coming up. We're talking recessions. We're talking money issues. Listen, I've become a student lately of a gentleman called Ray Dalio. Not sure if you've heard of him. He owns Bridgewater Capital in New York. Huge philanthropist. Anyway, he has got this five-step system that I've really been um, attracted to. And I'll run through it here. So all credit to Ray. Um, The first step is to go for your dreams. Now, now that sounds really kind of philosophical and esoteric and, and, and kind of dreamy, right? But you've got to identify what you want. When I say go for your dreams, identify the what you want. Now, second step is to know that as you go for your dream, you're going to have problems. You're going to have people that let you down. You're going to have scenarios. You're going to doubt yourself. You're going to have family that tell you you're crazy. You're going to have binge nights where ice cream takes over you. 
your, your mindset, you're going to get depressed sometimes, you're going to have problems as you're moving towards whatever you encounter, right? Step three is to, when you do fall down and when you kind of realize that you're going towards your dream, you're not giving up, you've had a problem, the third step is to diagnose what that problem is. Just like a doctor, you go to the doctor and they'll say, Helen, you know, you're diagnosed with the flu, uh, whatever it is, you've got to diagnose what the problem was. Step four is to create a new plan, is to create a new paradigm, a new template based on the fall and based on your ability to move forward. And the fifth area is to do it, is to go for it. Now, his five-step process can be applied into every scenario in life. And it seems kind of basic stuff. Like, yeah, Barry, you go for your dreams. Yeah, you're going to have problems. Yeah, you've got to look at how you fell. Pretty basic but it's the basic stuff that is ignored because we think that life should be more complicated than that. Human beings are very complicated. No, the answer must be harder than that, Barry. It's not. So, so the same scenario applies to having children. The same scenario applies to work. The same scenario applies to, I don't know, um, running a football team. The same scenario. So you just got to, I guess the most important step for me is step one. You got to have the courage to say yes to your dreams, whatever that is, and then make a plan like, okay, what is my goal here? What do I want to achieve? It could be a financial goal. It could be um, a humanitarian goal. It could be a fitness goal. It could be a psychological goal. It could be any goal, but you've got to identify it. So you can strive yeah. towards something so you can move towards yeah. something. Absolutely. And Helen, you know, the biggest um, uh, misconception I come across in my line of work is people just say to me, I just want to be happy. And, and my response to that is, okay, uh, I've heard you. Have you got a metric in place to how you'll know? And they say, no, 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 you don't understand. I just want to be a happy person. I'm like, okay, but how, do, how will you know? Well, I'll be happy. No, but have you got, so for example, if happiness to you means having a third child, then you'll know when you give birth to your third child. If happiness to you means earning a million dollars a year, then one day when you can see your bank account earning a million dollars a year, then that's when you'll know. So you've got to have a metric in place because the mind works towards a metric and then you understand that something's possible. So interesting so, that you say that because I have coaching clients and when I ask them what they want, a lot of them say to be happy. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense unless we quantify what that means because it, it, life's going to make sure that you're not happy. And I know that sounds kind of blunt and maybe misleading to some people, but you're going to have challenges and you're going to have problems and you're going to have people that don't agree with you and you're going to have people that cut you off in traffic and you're going to have your bank account that goes up and down. You're not going to be happy. So you've got to identify it. And then once you identify it, you can work towards it. It's, you know what it's like, Helen? It's like building a 10-story building and working off a blueprint or building a 10-story building and just saying, I just want the building. You know, you got the architect has to give you the blueprint to give to the builder, and then the builder can kind of put his thoughts together on what materials and structure he can use to build the 10 stories. You've you got to have the blueprint. You've got to have the architect. And you and I and, you know, people that we know, Helen, they're architects. And the sad thing is, is that people think they don't need an architect. And you do. Corporations think they don't need an architect. They do. And COVID has exposed the need for architects, people that need to design a plan to get to a goal. 
And I, that's the first step only in this five-step process from Ray. And for me, it blew me away, the simplicity of it. And then you're going to have problems. And if you expect the problems, then when they do come, you're not surprised. Yeah, and you don't have this fear-based mindset that's clouding your judgment. Spot on. Absolutely. So expect the problems. So the, the key is having a solution mindset ready for when the problems arise. Okay, this is just another one of those problems. Yep, yep. I can, I can, I can put this paradigm into place in my mind. And now I'm going to actually try my best to get over this problem with that same set of paradigms that I'm set up for any single problem in my life. And it's funny, the more you do it, the more often you get over your problems, the more you climb the mountain, fall down and then roll rather than just stay on the floor, roll and get up again. The more times you do that, the better you get at it. And all of a sudden problems ain't got nothing on you. It's like your like, muscle. Yeah. You, yeah, 100%. You work that muscle until it gets to the point where it can't lift that rep anymore. And then what happens? Grows. Thank you. Ah. Barry, it's time for your last curveball. Are you ready to play? Go, go. <laughs> <laughs> I love random acts of kindness. Oh, so do I. Absolutely. What was yeah. your last random act of kindness? When was it? What happened? Oh, it's not. It's probably not that interesting. For me, it happened about half an hour ago. Uh, there was, this is going to sound really cliche. I don't really care. But there was a lady crossing the road and I had the green light and I held up the traffic so she could cross. Aww. So for me, I don't know if that's a huge thing. It's a beautiful act. Well, you know what, Helen? It's the small stuff. So, you know, you've got people donating millions in philanthropy or you can... So the universe notices everything and everything comes back to you, I believe, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I always see, even on the road, sometimes people just don't even want to let each other in. You know, and it's just like, if you let someone in, you've done something yeah. nice for the day, they feel good and you feel good. You know, it's interesting. I think when people are frustrated like that and they don't let people in, it's say, for example, in traffic, I look at it now and I think you must be coming from a place of extreme pain. Like you must be going through a hell of a lot in your life if for you to let someone in is a negative for you. Like, uh, you know, you get to a stage where you realize that everyone needs help and one day you'll be the person that wants to merge into that lane and you just hope you don't meet yourself on that road, right? because that person won't let you in. So I think not lose our gentleness, not lose our kindness, not lose our empathy, not lose Values. our value. Great word. The question you just ask yourself to just, just say, what sort of world do you want to leave behind? Do you want to leave a world with more kindness in it? Then act more kind. If you want to leave a world with more gentleness Act more gen I've got two daughters, Helen, and my biggest, my biggest lesson for them will be you don't need a man to complete you. You don't. You are perfect as you are. If you find him or if you find her, great, but you don't need it. Preach and it, Barry. Oh, you don't. You don't need it. You can be independent, be a power woman. Actually, confidence is so damn sexy. You just do your thing and you just go out there and lead the charge and my little girl, Grace, the three-year-old, she's telling me now to shush because the baby's asleep. 
So, so she's bloody confident. So good. I can't wait to meet them. Thank you so much for your time today, Barry. Very, very welcome. Thank you for having me. Is there anything you want to add? Is there anything that's coming up for you? Any last parting words? Yeah, listen, for the corporations out there that do want a wellbeing partner, a collaborative wellbeing partner, check out our new site, just barrynicolau.com. We've launched with a brand new corporate video and that video is getting a lot of interest uh, because we're highlighting some things that are very pandemic focused. But yeah, just go out there and live your best life and make sure that you take care of your people. Make sure, not in and out of a corporation, take care of one another, take care of your people. It means everything. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Helen. Take care. How about that for some insight on life and career? I really hope you got a lot out of this episode. I just love Barry's energy. He is just like a bundle of positive wisdom. And I just want to say thank you times infinity for spending time with me. It really means a lot. Putting yourself first will really help escalate your goals, your dreams, and I love being on the journey with you. So make sure you come and tell me on my Instagram at whole health, which is H-O-L underscore health and comment below this podcast photo to share your thoughts on my show today. And if you enjoyed it, please leave me a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify so that I can keep bringing amazing value to you. I'm sending you truckloads of love, power, and joy. Bye for now. 